Welcome to the Experts Podcast, where we take you behind the scenes of what it really means to be in the media. Featuring interviews with media stable experts and some of Australia's prominent media. We'll break down some of the myths, the fears, the skills and the knowledge needed to succeed in the media. The Experts Podcast is for the business owner, communicator, PR professional, leader of industry or anyone looking to develop their profile to be a recognised expert. The Experts Podcast is powered by Media Stable. Well, hello and welcome to uh, another edition of the Experts Podcast. Really pleased to have you in our ears today. And if you're watching online, wonderful to see you. And as ever, and as the the, the person that brings this together, the most important person on the Experts Podcast is Carmen Braywell. Hello, Carms. Hello, Nick Hayes. Yeah, good good morning or afternoon, whatever the case may be, to the person who has us in their ears right now. Or if you are watching, I, I feel like I have to point out, like I'm the most dressed up I've ever been for an episode of the Experts Podcast because you catch me as I'm about to go and do some actual work. <laughs> well, you've, you're looking sensational, Carms, and I've just literally rolled out of bed, but... I think that uh, what we're about to do over the next 25 minutes is smash home a few things about the event that you're actually going to. And uh, by the time this goes to air, it will have already taken place, but it is Professional Speakers Australia's Convention 2023, and it's got an amazing lineup. Yeah, look, and it is worth reflecting on the lineup and talking about some of the highlights because it's the first time that PSA have been able to get together in person, right, in a couple of years, considering what happened here in Melbourne where I, I find you this morning and, um, you know, they had that really extended lockdown compared to the rest of the world, really. Melbourne was the most lockdownest place in the world. So we, we know it's a good to be converging on Melbourne today. And then the perspective of Fresh 23 being the theme of PSA convention, I think is pretty good too. When you consider that, that speakers, people who speak for a living, whether they're on broadcast media, whether they're um, experts in the media, whether they're business owners, whether they are professional speakers, they are a group of people who had to really come up with some fresh ideas to stay afloat during the pandemic. I think that this was probably um, a moment for speakers to really reflect on where they sit as a business and also mm. to what they really want to do with their career moving forward because it was actually at the 2020 uh, convention, PSA convention, that the whole world imploded with COVID. Basically, mm. the lockdown started to happen. And I can still recall, and we only had Neryl East, the president of the PSA on just recently, was talking yeah. about the fact that that particular day, everyone could remember the phones binging, ding, 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 everywhere because they were the cancellations of bookings for those speakers to come in the, the coming months because everyone realised we're not going anywhere. We're not going to be able to be present uh, in front of you because uh, lockdowns are happening. And I think if you looked across all the industries that were going on, you know, outside the health industry, the speaking industry was probably the most affected other than, oh, hang on, let's not also be, tourism was obviously heavily affected by it too. Yeah. But as a speaker, when you publicly have to be in a room with a lot of other people, mm. that opportunity has just been wiped out. So refresh, rethink, right. 
it's a great opportunity for, for speakers to now look at the, the next 10, 20 years of speaking because they've, they've basically been given a fresh slate to work off. Yeah, definitely. And, they, you know, they had to pick up new skills during that time. You know, they, they really did have to go, all right, um, events need to look different. You know, my bread and butter is turning up at an actual event. So what am I going to do instead? You know, and you either kind of did what I did, which is kind of create a training product and go in there and deliver that via Zoom or build a coaching business, or you started speaking about your existing topic and doing it remotely as well, you know. So you'll notice on the PSA convention uh, program this year, it's very modern media driven, isn't it? It's the stuff that you and I love to talk about all the time. It's it's video, it's um, engaging the media, <laughs> it's all those things that you kind of need to do, whether you're a business owner or a professional speaker, day in, day out now, day out now to to build your personal brand so that when it's all stripped back, you've got something left. <laughs> Otherwise, when, when the crap hits the fan, like it very often does, and it certainly did for the last couple of years, you're kind of left with nothing. So, yeah, there's some cool stuff on this calendar. I mean, you mentioned um, Dr. Neryl East, of course. Um, she's wrapping up as the PSA convention president, and by the time this podcast goes to air, we'll have a new PSA um, PSA association, I should say, um, president, right? But one of the ones I'm looking forward to seeing tomorrow morning is Max Markson, who's going to talk about how to create an engaging speaking tour because it's back on, baby. You know, like since Premier Mark McGowan let me out of the state back in May last year, <laughs> it's so good, so good to be able to go around. Like I've been to Melbourne five times, I think, in the last um, less than 12 months. Um, Queensland, you know, it's so good to go to places that I used to spend a lot of time again, you know. So the speaking tour is something that's a very much a reality now for, for great professional speakers and business owners. Oh, absolutely. And look, it, I think there will be, and I, I know that this is going to air after the event, but I, I, I sort of yeah. i am a little jealous, Calms, that I'm not going to be yeah. there because I think there'll be an extra kick in the step of a lot of the speakers. I think there'll be a, 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 an excitement that uh, everyone coming together will be um, just, one, good to see old friends, but also to just yeah. to know that their business and what they do and what they love to do, more importantly, is now going to happen again. It is now back on. And um, yeah, look, totally. a little jealous that you're doing it. Now, look, can I just give you from someone who's attended the last four PSAs, well, not the last two because of COVID, but um, attending mm. a PSA convention, the beautiful thing about it, and I know that uh, when speakers get together, this is a chance they all do their thing. But as a speaking organisation and a, as a, a collective, they're very supportive of each other. They look after each other. Yeah. And I think they actually really do like each other's company, but I'm a little jealous. I'm a little jealous, Calms, that you're going to you're going to run into Keith Abraham. He's one of my favourite speakers uh, on the on yeah. the on the board because he is. I tell you what, sit down to his um, session. It is just brilliant. He just connects with you uh, at, yeah. on another level. Tony Eads is there. Maz Farrelly. I tell you what, Maz Farrelly, because you with your media and your broadcast background, Maz has got a television background. 
I think you two will absolutely love and adore each other. Um, there's so I'm much hopefully fun. Hopefully, Future Carmen is friends with Mads now. That's my goal, and we're, yes. we're linked in connections. And but like, you know, by the time this happens, Future Carmen and Mads are mates. They are. They are. And you know what? The other the other ones to look out for is Dan Gregory and Kieran Flanagan. As a duo, they just yeah. do amazing things. But look. Uh, what are you doing, Carms? Because I know that you've got your keynote, you've got your presentation, your workshop that you're going to do. So what do you bring into the speakers at the PSA convention? Well, first of all, I'll say thanks to the um, PSA for adding me to the program quite last minute, right? So my speaking coach, Simone Heng, who's flown in from Singapore to be here for this weekend, said, Carmen, you really should be doing something at PSA convention it's fresh and it's all about what you're talking about and so at the very last minute I emailed Tony Eads it's like I've heard you might have a spot or two on the the program please can we do a confidence on camera session about growing your speaking business through you know being on camera to talk about what you do and make your own content so they added me to the program I was meant to speak Sunday now I'm doing it today being Friday here we are in the past I'm talking to you about it so first of all yeah thanks to those guys for helping me out and shuffling me around around due to some family stuff that I needed to juggle. So yeah, my session is called Confidence on Camera to grow your speaking business. I deliver these tailored confidence on camera sessions dependent on the industry. Because right now, there's not a lot of people who are teaching the performance skill of speaking on camera. A lot of people will educate you on why you need to do video and how to make your videos and how to grow influence on the internet through content. That's all fantastic. Uh, But what I've brought to it is this element of dealing with the crushing nerves. Because even if you are a very, very experienced speaker, you'll have realized during the pandemic when it was just you and the lens, and I was speaking to a very experienced speaker about this, a professional guy goes all over the world, and and then what he experienced when that pandemic hit, right, his regular booking started to switch over to virtual ones, and he said, mate, I feed off of the audience. I wait for the audience to laugh, and then I know I'm on the right track. I look into their eyes and I know I'm on the right track and I tailor my presentation to them, right? So when he suddenly was confronted with just him and the lens, he said, couldn't do it anymore. Just yep. took two years off, right? And so what I'm talking about is this this element of what we have as, as television presenters, as broadcasters, and my background being radio where I have had to speak to a dead room, just me and the mic and engage with that like it's a real person. You need that now as a professional speaker. So uh, I talk about that skill set and, and how you can bring that into um, the content you make but also your presentations virtually as a professional speaker. Um, And also just how these days we do need to be more than than one a one trick pony. You know, if you if you're doing anything in the in the media or media adjacent these days, you still need to be a modern media performer. You know, it doesn't matter what profession you have. It doesn't matter if you're speaking to a particular niche or not. If we can't Google you and get a sense of who you are based on the content that you're making or the appearances you've had in the media, then you're going to miss out on really good opportunities these days. And and you don't have to wait for the media to call anymore. You can be the one who's actually putting that content out there. Oh, God, that is good. That is so good, Carms, because I think you've just, you've just got, oh, God, you've given me a lot there because I think first and foremost, don't wait for the media to come to you. Start creating and building and, and your own content, your own media. Now, oh, 
that is that is a message that we've been telling a lot of people because you know while media stable works in the, the business of getting you into the media there is mm. as much a play that goes on after you've been in there you've got to use it to go mm. further and wider and amplify it out there but creating your own media you're also going to create your own network your own community um, your mm. own tribe and I think that's critical to do that. You might not have the audiences of a newspaper or a radio station or a television uh, network, mm. but what you do have is a very selecting group of people. But they, our, mesh, our mission here is to expand that. And when we're expanding, when we're providing good content and we're doing it well on camera, we've got that ability to then go, hey, this was good. I'm going to share this with Sally. I'm going to share this with John because this is mm. where we're heading. This is what we've got to do. So I love that. Yeah. I love also yeah. too, Carms, what you mentioned there with regard to the speaking industry of how they had to pivot and move online. And for mm. a lot of them, and, and for as your mate, the speaker there, that had to take two years off because he just couldn't mm. feed off an audience the way that he does in uh, in a forum that is uh, a public and very much uh, an in-person event. Uh, mm. The ability to pivot to go online, we saw the speaking industry all do that, and yeah. I know that I know that a good proportion of them hated doing it, but they did it mm. for the sake of retaining and maintaining their own business. Otherwise, it was you know it was basically go and stack shelves because the, yeah. the industry was just wiped out overnight. But those that were totally. able to do it and do it well have thrived and have come back. But I, I, I can guarantee you every, and I'm, I think this is the one question I'd love to hear from that we you do speak to at the convention is now that we're back live, have you still mm. maintained that opportunity to do it online and to do it yeah. via this medium? Because there's one thing that speakers don't like and, I, and I, I shouldn't say they don't like, you know, the, the amount of travel and hotel rooms mm. and the amount of going in and out of airports. Many will say at the moment they love it, but they'll be very quickly reminded, jeepers, I didn't like this that much. But when I was yeah, online, well, yeah, I was doing it, it from yeah. home. Yeah, why not? You know, this is the thing. There's an economy of scale there, isn't there? You know, that that you can achieve now as a speaker that wasn't previously available to you, right? So I was at the um, MFAA, the Mortgage and Finance Brokers Association conference here in La uh, in Melbourne last year, and they brought in Seth Godin, right? He's on the, on the program, uh, marketing genius, marketing guru. Everybody in the room wants to hear from him. How did they bring him in? No, they did not fly him all the way to Melbourne, Australia. They could do it through a really good link up. And honestly, 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 it was a virtual presentation. His face was the size of, I don't know, half a footy oval. It was bloody huge. And to me, it was 10 times more engaging than a person on, on the stage. Yeah. So think about that. Like with the modern technology that we've got available to us, your virtual presentation as a speaker can actually be as good. But think about think about this too. Like Daniel Priestley, who wrote Key Person of Influence, he said, if you think about the internet like a microphone, right, just because you've got the microphone doesn't mean that you're any good, right? Just because you've got the internet, just because you have got the technology doesn't mean that you're any good as a presenter in yep. order to get your voice and your message out there. It just means you're louder, right? Yep. So you do need to learn how to use it. 
You need to learn how to be the size of a footy oval on a big screen and actually engage the crowd in the same way that you would in a human-to-human way. And that's that's definitely what the exercise is, very practical session uh, in my workshops uh, that you'll get, a, you know, you'll get to do um, if you are here at PSA Convention. Chances are you're looking back on it going, yes, that's exactly what we did. Carmen got me doing crazy things on camera and uh, doing, um, like I get people to talk while they're doing something else. It's just it's just lots and lots of ways that you can kind of teach your brain to speak more naturally when you're actually engaging the camera. And it, it is, it's a learnt skill. And honestly, if I could figure out how to do it, which it, I did and I struggled because my background's mainly radio, you know, if, if I could figure out how to do it, you can too. <laughs> Anyone can. Calms, I love it. I do like it. And look, for all the speakers and, and a lot of us that do listen to the Experts podcast, uh, we, we generally are experts in the media, we're communicators, we're commentators, we're people that want to engage media, but speaking is mm. always part of it. So every expert that I've ever spoken to has always talked about speaking being a part mm. of their business or something they'd like to do more of. They'd like to get in front of uh, larger audiences because we do know that if you're pretty good at it and you can deliver that, you will build a stronger communities and you will build them up to, to sizable numbers by just getting yourself mm. out there. But getting the right video, and this is probably something for a lot of the speakers that are listening to this now, is that it's not just the speaking industry, that uh, the public events that you will be engaging. I think that if you can add that extra string to your bow, if you can be mm. not just a powerful speaker on stage, but also a powerful speaker online, a powerful yeah. speaker in all forms of communication, then you are going to be a greater asset to those that are booking speakers and you're going to also to, you're going to enjoy yourself a little bit more. You're going to give yourself back the most critical and the most crucial asset that you could ever have and that's time because the time yeah. differences that you're travelling to get into an event, you're running around the country at the moment at Calms and, you know, mm. away from the Cairo, you know, you are giving up that time. You're giving up that to do what you're doing. But if you can do and mix it, you can really build a nice little lifestyle. And I think, yeah. I just think that the, 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 the actual art and activity in front of a camera, if we can't get that part right, I would even then question as to the value that they bring live on stage because totally it, yeah it is yeah. it is it is the same it is the same skill set but it's just delivered in a different medium that you've got to, you've got to win over and I think um, yeah. I think for a lot of speakers and a lot of experts out there whether you are an expert trying to engage media or you're an expert trying to engage engage the speaking industry this is a part yeah. this is an area that you need to work on I'll just, yeah, look, look at the classic example. If you are booked to do anything, I'm going to broker fest for Eubank next week. Uh, what did they want? A short 30-second video explaining what my presentation was about, right? So here on the Experts podcast, I do tend to ramble a little bit, but I can make it quite condensed and into that 60-second, 30-second message. You know, that's, that's a key part of promoting what you do these days. And you will be surprised by how many people with lots and lots of experience who just really struggle as soon as it's just them and the camera. So, yeah, there are definitely a few things you can do from a TV presenting perspective that you can borrow from that industry to help you. But I also talk about some of the things you, you shouldn't borrow. And, and, and one of those, Nick, is perfection. And I've probably talked about this a lot here on the podcast, but to put more of a fine point on it, like we've if you've grown up watching TV, 
you will think that on camera means polished, you know, the way I'm dressed up today, like actually your makeup done, your hair done, the blazer, like you'll have this stereotypical idea of what being on TV is. And you, you know, you've probably done it as an expert appearing on your Sky News or any of those kind of things. Digital media, it isn't, you know, digital media, we don't want to see the, the memorized script read out to us by rote. You know, we don't want to see teleprompters or auto cue apps because we don't want to see your eyes moving side to side. We've got a very keen BS filter these days as yeah. viewers. And that's because of that unfettered access, right? We want to see a more authentic, engaging presentation. And, and so that will really help you. If you are just getting started in this on-camera stuff, just try and leave aside what you think TV has kind of told you is necessary and start to approach it more maybe how your 19-year-old your child might approach being on camera. Oh, it, it, that, that is just gold. I think, you know, we talk about it in media training a lot is that you got to give yourself permission to to be nervous, to, to, to mess yeah. up, to not necessarily be the very best or perception of what you think you should or, or have to be. And that's mm. that people have very, and this is this also comes back to most people when they review or look back at some of the engagements that they've had, or even some of the speaking gigs that they've done. They're going, "Oh, I could have done this better. I could have done this. I should have. Oh, why didn't I say this?" And it's yeah. like they never ever start the conversation off by saying, "Gee, I nailed that. Oh, that this yeah. part I really owned, and I was really proud of, and I really think that that was the the kind of thing that that audience got a lot from." They always start from the negative. And I think that's because we're all naturally human beings, self-critical. Um, we also have very high expectations of ourselves or we have a perception that we are a lot better than what we uh, are or could be. And I think yeah. we've got to have permission. We've got to have permission to your very point, Calms. We've got to have mm. permission to not have to be the most polished version of ourselves. What we have to be is just deliver it with passion, energy, and authentically us, authentic, authentically yeah. you. Nick, let me tell you a story, uh, and I, I will share this content, I promise, um, in the show notes uh, to, to help you out through this process. When I was um, uh, working at 96FM back in Perth, I was invited onto the project to introduce the winner of a competition, right? And it was the second time I'd ever been on live television, so I was pretty freaking nervous. And you got to remember that I was bringing with it all this other junk in my head, like, I'm a radio announcer, but I'd love to get into TV, right? So I was putting all this pressure on myself. And and I planned this incredible you know, minute and a half that I was going to do with a few catchy things, right? I had it all planned out in my head. It was all going to be amazing. And what happens when you live in WA is that when they do a whip around the country, you know, they went to the Brisbane winner of the competition, they went to the Sydney winner of the competition, they went to Adelaide, they went to Melbourne, and right at the end they come to Perth. Oh, nice. And in my ear hole I get from the producer and come, it's going to need to be 30 seconds. Okay, here we go. We are wrapping up the show in 30 and they throw to me and I've got all these 10,000 things planned, right? <laughs> And I had no capacity to change it on the fly because I hadn't given myself that test of practising speaking live into the lens of a camera and being able to do something. On radio, probably would have been fine. Yep. But in that foreign environment, because of over-planning, I really struggled 
big time. And you can see, A, I totally forgot to talk to the poor bloke who won the competition. He had no chance to speak. Uh, B, I shouted. I was screaming because I was so nervous about trying to ram it all in. And then there was this moment where the producer said, got to go, Carmen. And I go, I just stopped speaking English. And completely. There is, there is a moment there where some other language comes out of my mouth. So I, I will send you the video so you oh, can put that in the show notes that, um, of that moment of me on the project. And so what, the reason I share that story is just to show you that that over-preparation and, and a connection to perfection is only going to lead you to fail. You need to be kind of agile and ready to just kind of go with the flow. I think, oh, God, I love that so much because... If you're doing that, Calms, if you're doing it as, mm. as a, a media professional, as someone who yeah. has grown up and, and, and worked in this industry for such a big period of time, what hope oh, yeah, does the very little person out there have? You know, what what yeah. hope does the the, 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 the run of the mill, the, the just the expert, the commentator, the, the speaker yeah. that's um, not trained to, to do that or Precisely. work within those time frames? Yeah, and that's where this all started. You know, I just thought, gosh, if I'm sitting there with, you know, back then 15 years of broadcasting under my belt and I still get that thrown by those external factors, how must other people feel? So, yeah, it's, it is imperative to stay, you know, stay kind of match ready for that kind of training. You've got to do things that put you out of your comfort zone, get the heart fluttering a little bit, get a bit distracted, and then still be able to piece together words while it's happening. Lovely work. Now, I do note on the list of speakers that will be at the PSA mm. Convention 2023, one Reggie Sorensen. Now, now Reggie Sorensen probably doesn't really tick uh, too many people's boxes as sort of that known entity, that known person individual but she was the winner of the first big brother wasn't she and she went on and won a second big brother uh, again uh, I think she'll be amazing I think she'll be an amazing speaker are you looking forward to hearing from her yeah I really am because Reggie was always a terrific authentic personality that Australians loved right? You know, I loved watching her. I don't know about you, but I very much loved watching Reggie. I loved watching that she was unashamedly herself. And sometimes us as people who go out there and try to create a business or build a personal brand can fall victim to wanting to have a very protected version of ourselves out there. You know, it looks a bit like when I worked in country radio and I'd edit all my own promos to make me sound really, really smooth. And then I realised that when I moved to the city, that the funny bits that ended up on the promo were the bits that I thought were embarrassing and, and, and lacked polish, right? So Reggie just has this naturalness that was never affected by being under the gaze of, of the Australian people as she sat there in the Big Brother house, right? So I'm hoping that that her story and as a speaker and the things that she can contribute are insights in how to just stay true to yourself. In spite of yeah. all the mess that's going on out there outside you, and and personally, that's that's an ongoing daily battle for me. I do things day in day out that allow me to just get back into my most authentic space because that's when I know I'm of the most value to my audience. Oh, I love that. I do. I do indeed. And look, the old fish and chip maker Reggie Sorensen. I think she'll yeah. Re- Regina, as uh, she's was born, uh, would be just yeah. absolutely fantastic. And and I remember following. Can you believe it was over twenty years ago that that was that was the first time that she won Big Brother? And oh, it's it was just too. it's just part of the uh, the natural, the most probably the true, authentic, real person that was just proud to be who she was and I think that's why Australians loved her 
And I think yeah. that if we, as speakers, as experts, as commentators, can be true to ourselves and just be ourselves in the media, that is so yeah. powerful. It's such a it's such a strong message because you don't want to be someone else. You don't want to emulate someone else. You don't want to copy someone else. You want yeah, to don't be, be derivative. yourself. Yeah, be original. Yeah, and you know that show, Big Brother. You got to think back to twenty years. It, it changed television in Australia. We were it making did. dramas in Australia back then. We were making comedy back then and all of a sudden in comes reality tv it was the first real sign that we were going to have reality tv a lot of people said it wouldn't work i was an amateur actor back then still still doing a bit of acting and the occasional professional acting gig and 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 while i was um at radio school as well and i remember saying to my friends this is gonna ruin acting in australia like we're not going to get gigs on tv shows if it's about Big Brother and what did all the actors do? They just went on Big Brother and got reality. <laughs> that's that's what that's what to, to become a broadcaster. You just went on Big Brother, and next thing you know, you're you're you've got a gig. Hey, we've I got to wrap it up, Carms. I, I never auditioned. <laughs> <laughs> well, you did it the correct pathway, so there you go. Hey, um, we've got to wrap it up. Well done. And look, from a professional speakers to experts to commentators to communicators mm. all over, um, find the PSA convention, check it out. But also to check out the other institutions that are around you. There's the Speakers Tribe, the Speakers Institute. There's a lot of little networking groups that come together that are like-minded and you can build a strong community. I I just recently went to a Speakers Tribe in Adelaide and um, just some amazing people. They've got a story to tell. And Speakers Tribe, funnily enough, they bring people together and learn from each other. It's almost peer-to-peer mm-hmm. learning. And um, they just do such a great job. But I'm really looking forward to getting your feedback from PSA Convention after it's all happened and done. Um, and can yeah. I just say again, you are the most well-dressed podcaster in Australia right now. Um, <laughs> yeah, don't get used to it, mate. I will be back to my <laughs> Turn up in my activewear uh, vibes <laughs> probably, but in about a week's time. <laughs> well, look, today, ha- have fun at the convention. Look forward to hearing the reviews of your workshop. Yeah. And again, to everyone that's listening, I think it's just again uh, a really important part of what you're doing in communication is not just around media. You you want to do it in front of people and communicating and connecting with people uh, in a live scenario is so important, but. Calm's workshop, doing it on camera. It's a different kettle of fish, but it's still probably the most important part of what you'll do. It's 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 a, it's an area of business that you can do that um, it will make you a fair bit of money. It'll it'll be that little add on to what you're doing, even yeah. if you are a, a passionate in person event speaker. It's uh, there's a lot yeah. lot for you to to work from. Brilliant. Thanks, Nick. Appreciate it. Thanks, Carms. And uh, we'll catch up next week when we speak to another expert or another media. You've been listening to the Experts Podcast, powered by Media Stable. If you'd like to get in contact with the team, head to mediastable.com.au.